What's up, Achievers? It's me, your host and friend, Billy Power. It's uh, Monday, March the 7th, 2017. Is that right? It's today the 6th? No, today's the 6th. Si- <laughs> what day is it anyway? You know, that's how you know you're getting old. Uh, when you have to ask yourself, uh, not just the date, but uh, where am I? What day of the week is it? Uh, I actually find that uh, oddly consoling when I uh, hear other people say, what day, what day is it? Uh, Yeah. So uh, running late as usual here today. Uh, And the reason I'm running late is because I went to the doctor for one of my regular checkups and I am proud to report that uh, my blood sugar was excellent. My cholesterol uh, was fantastic and my triglycerides were at an all time low. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that was good. At one point, my trigger sites were like 170 something. And today they were 120 something. So uh, very good. And uh, according to my doctor, I still have the kidney function of a newborn infant. So I'll take it. Um, My right ear, however, has been uh, clogged. And I'm always paranoid about losing my hearing because, of course, hearing is... uh, important to almost everything I do since I work in music. And uh, it turns out I have some sort of a uh, sinus infection of some sort. Uh, I didn't feel sick, though, which is weird. Normally, I have a sinus infection, I know, because I um, am sneezing or I have uh, post-nasal drip or uh, whatever. But supposedly, I I have a very uh, significant uh, infection. Isn't that weird? I think that's weird that you would have that and not know. but yeah, overall, looking pretty good. Going to come back in six months and, and, and see. Oh, and I've also lost weight. So not a surprise to me. I lost between 10 and 15 pounds this year already. And I'm feeling overall pretty good. <laughs> overall pretty good. What can I say? Um, doing my best here. Um, today's episode I titled Open Books. And uh, recently at college here in my music uh, recording class, uh, we had an open book online, uh, open book quiz, and it was funny because our professor uh, said to us before we took this quiz, he said, you know, take your time. You can look in the book. It's open book. You have unlimited time. And he said that despite having unlimited time and being able to literally Google the answers, there had still been students in the past who had failed the quiz. And uh, I thought that was crazy. Um but when you think about it, even uh, in society, having access to more information seemingly hasn't really helped. There's been a lot of talk about uh, lately uh, online and in the media about people living in these information silos where there's only preaching to the choir. And while that is true, I think that generally speaking, people believe what they want to, don't they? I know that I do. And uh, when they go out, uh, they basically find information that serves their own narrative. And the technical term for this is confirmation bias. And it's definitely a real thing. You know, basically, <laughs> you, uh, you have a point of view, you know what you believe already, and then you just go out and uh, limit your information uh, to things that seem to confirm one way or the other what you believe. And in the uh, era of, I don't even enjoy this whole phrase, the fake news thing or whatever. I don't know. That's a real thing, I guess. But um, the bigger, broader problem in my mind is that uh, we are 
and I, I definitely am guilty of this. Uh, we definitely just tend to interact with people that are like us, people that confirm the things that we believe or support the things we believe, because who wants to who wants to argue? Who wants to be coming up against people that uh, that think things that are different than us and have different backgrounds than us? Um, but, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, that's what makes uh, this country great, right? That we're a melting pot, that we have all kinds of different people from different races and different religions and different upbringings. And uh, somehow in this great, uh, crazy experiment uh, that some would say is faltering a little bit here lately, uh, that we're able to come together. It's something that I love about uh, New York City and living in proximity to the city. I live eight miles from Manhattan. And uh, something I, I remember a few years back, my uh, wife and I went to watch the ball drop in New York. Uh, we didn't get anywhere close to it. They kind of barricade things. And, and uh, it was sort of like, I think I see it way off in the distance. But something that really struck me was to just stand there uh, on this block where we're just, you know, wall to wall with people, elbow to elbow. And, uh, you know, people from every, you know, there's, uh, I think it's like a hundred and, um, I don't know the exact number, but it's well over a hundred languages are spoken, uh, in New York as an example. And it was just amazing to ring in a new year and just be looking around and seeing people of every ethnicity, people of every age, from infants to elderly people to, you know, young and old and and whatever. And uh, I think that is a beautiful and a really uh, amazing and important thing. And uh, previously on the show, I had uh, Joel Eastlick, who uh, is originally from the Florida area. He's a coffee roaster and uh, has a great coffee company going, lives in Brooklyn. And uh, we had never, we had kind of had uh, people in common in our common circle and then kind of got connected through Twitter, I believe. And I had him on the show. And uh, Joel is married to an African-American lady. Um, and, uh, during this past month, during, uh, black history month, he had been doing these really cool posts about different, uh, African Americans. Um, and, uh, it concluded with this post that was to me, uh, spoke so eloquently, uh, to some of the challenges that we're experiencing here in this country. And, uh, I asked his permission to read that post here, uh, today. And that's what I'm going to do right now. And this is basically uh, the photo on this post was a picture of uh, Joel and his wife. And uh, I found this to be extremely uh, touching and timely. And uh, I'm just going to read it. Here it is. I was pretty disheartened about a month ago when the executive order was signed banning all travel from certain countries. It seemed arbitrary, unfair, accusatory, and unjustified. I've spent nearly my entire life either as an immigrant taught by immigrants, surrounded by immigrants, and married to an immigrant. Through all the strife, I, could shake, I couldn't shake Bob Marley's song War from my head. Quote, until the philosophy which hold one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. End quote. I learned that Bob was not singing a song he wrote. He was putting the words of a speech by the emperor of Ethiopia to song. The emperor, Hele Selace, uh, sorry if I butchered the uh, pronunciation of that. I delivered this speech to the United Nations in 1963. Uh, he delivered the speech to the United Nations in 1963 during the last gasps of European colonization in Africa, a system of power that subjected millions to rape and torture, enslavement and theft. I couldn't avoid the irony of the travel ban happening concurrent with our nation's celebration of Black History Month. 
Here we were as a country about to celebrate the culture and history of a people denigrated for centuries for the color of their skin, while simultaneously enacting a ban on people from a part of the world that has been denigrated for centuries simply for carrying a different set of beliefs. I got to thinking about Black History Month, about the richness and complexity of black cultures, and how diamonds are only formed through extreme pressure. I thought of all the people of African descent that have made the world a better place for all, even through the adversity that faced them. I thought about how to survive the adversity and to live to reflect on it, that there must be wisdom from those people that could be applied to what the world and our country faces now. I hope to learn from the experiences of our brothers and sisters of African descent, both past and present, to shape how we move forward in a world where we again are being told who and how to hate and fear. All of this leads me back to why I stand where I stand. I've learned so much from marrying an immigrant woman of African descent. All of those words are descriptors of strength to me. Whereas much of the world today would have you believe any one of those words is a roadblock or something to be ashamed of, much less all three. I've watched her as she's had to grapple with unwanted expectations and opinions from others, and I've cheered her on as she's overcome all obstacles time and time again. We resolve to never judge a book by its cover. Quite the opposite. We will open the books. We were told are banned. We will delve into their pages and read the words and hear the stories of those from other lands whose experiences can only enrich our own. Thank you, Joel. Ooh, got got me. <laughs> Joel got me. Joel Eastlick, everybody. Open books, indeed. Uh, I saw a crazy movie. I can't, um, I want to preface this in saying that I don't know that I can necessarily recommend that you see this movie. Uh, it may not be for uh, sensitive viewers due to some uh, sexual content and uh, just if you're sensitive to violence or anything like that, uh, it might not be for you. But um, on the recommendations on Netflix, I, I, either Netflix or Amazon video, I apologize. They uh, sort of blur together with me. Uh, but there was a film called Nothing Bad Can Happen. And uh, it was a German language film with subtitles. Uh, that was described as uh, something about a member of the Jesus Freaks was like a Christian uh, punk <laughs> uh, group. This guy uh, falls in with his family and all this bad stuff happens to him. Uh, I found that to be crazy because that's typically people that are not really covered in film. And uh, I thought that the narrative of the film was very interesting. I read a review where someone said that they found it to be anti-Christian. I don't know if I believe that. I actually... Um, saw it as more of a thematically sort of like a Christ figure uh, suffering and then giving freedom uh, to these other people. But yeah, uh, in any case, it was, uh, it, it got me thinking and uh, it was interesting to see uh, a kid that was young from this kind of like, uh, you know, sort of a commune type uh, punk Christian kind of thing. Uh, something you don't see in film too often. So if you're not uh, overly sensitive, uh, you know, or whatever, you want to fast forward through a couple bad parts, uh, might be worth checking out. Nothing bad can happen. Kind of interesting. I also saw, um, not related, but uh, something I wanted to mention this week. I don't know if you saw this, but Fletcher, who's the guitarist of Pennywise, uh, was involved in a failed carjacking. Did you see this story? Uh, Fletcher, if you don't know who he is, he's over, uh, he's six foot five and weighs over 300 pounds. 
And uh, he uh, is known to be sort of crazy. Uh, I remember one time he was on Carol Q and he was like, uh, he does this a lot, but he he's known to uh, um, make himself throw up and he was making himself throw up on other people. Kind of a crazy dude. In any case, there was kind of like a police chase and he found himself in Redondo Beach where I grew up, uh, where he's from. Uh, he found himself, the the car that was trying to escape from these police uh, pulled in behind him and he was trying to churn to get out of the way. And uh, what ended up happening was he uh, he blocked the guy in. And so then the guy got out of his car and went up to Fletcher's truck, like maybe he was going to pull him out and try to take off or something. I don't know what he was thinking, but um, he got up to the car and saw Fletcher and, and thought better of it and, and got back in and took off again. <laughs> um, and it made me think about this time when I was a kid uh, with my dad. Um, there was a similar type situation where he's kind of getting into a, like a road rage type situation with this other guy. My dad was a pretty large fella. And, uh, I'll never forget this guy, uh, getting out of, he was in front of us in his truck and he got out of his truck and came storming back. And, uh, he just kind of, I don't know, maybe it was cause there was a kid in the truck with him. I don't know, but uh, my dad kind of raised up in the seat and the guy just thought better of it and turned around and uh, went back in his car. And, uh, I guess there's a rich tradition of this in my family because, uh, years later in Seattle, uh, I was with my uh, first wife at the time and, uh, we were also involved in some kind of thing where the person was like, uh, I don't know. They were they're riding behind me and slamming on their brakes and and being really aggressive. And uh, I, they pulled over. And for reasons I still don't understand, I got out of the car, which is never, by the way, the right thing to do. Never the good thing to do. Call the police, uh, try to get away from them, whatever. But uh, not good to get in a confrontation. Too many people have died uh, for the dumbest shit ever uh, for road rage. Uh, there couldn't be a worse reason, right? You don't like the way the person drives. You don't even know the person. Um, in any case, uh, the guy, <laughs> this guy was in one of these huge trucks and I was in my little car and, uh, we pulled over, he got out of, he got out of his truck and I got out of the car and I went up to him and I was, uh, at least twice his size or something and towering over him. And I just looked at him. And I just said, just get back in your truck and get out of here. And, uh, he got back in his truck and got out of there. So I don't know why I'm telling that today, but it just made me this uh, incident with Fletcher. I uh, was kind of jogging my memory and rem- reminding myself of these things. But uh, once again, let me offer the disclaimer that that's never a good idea. <laughs> just shake it off. Uh, yeah. So anyway, be careful out there. Uh, driving today is terrible as usual. I have an hour commute each way and, and, uh, I'm always uh, taking my life in my hands. Everybody's worried about terrorists and immigrants and all this stuff. Uh, when statistically, being in the car is the most dangerous uh, place you can possibly be, and uh, I believe that to be true. I think about it all the time. So please be careful and drive safe, and also use your turn signal and merge carefully. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's about all I have to say today. I have been uh, working earnestly. Thank you for the feedback on uh, the Spoken in Tongues tracks that we debuted um, on last week's show. Um, Just working on fine-tuning a lot of that stuff. Um, Very much uh, using the technology, but then also trying to... uh, I've made a concerted effort. I know a lot of people, uh, if you know anything about audio and recording these days with Pro Tools or Logic or any of these... uh, DAWs, digital audio workstations that have replaced tapes and tape machines and that kind of thing. 
Uh, a lot of people have gotten lazy with copying and pasting. And uh, I definitely really believe in the human element of music. And uh, so as I've been retracking these songs, I've made a concerted effort to replay the bass and guitar parts from beginning to end uh, as much mistake free as I can. And then if things add a little bit of character to it, or if it's a little bit off or whatever, I'm not fixing any of that stuff. So um it's challenging, man, <laughs> if you're not playing all the time and, uh, and working on things all the time. It's, it's amazing how, uh, how you know, easy it would be to just play the verse and then copy paste that thing and then play the chorus and then copy paste that over. Um, and that's how I did a lot of the demos just to kind of get the songs uh, situated. But now I'm really making uh, the good old effort to uh, just play things straight through. Uh, I've been trying standing instead of sitting to, you know, uh, have, have some energy, uh, to the recording. Um, and it is interesting. It's something that hasn't happened to me in a really long time as I've been working on music lately. This happened to me yesterday. Uh, my wife was working a catering job, so I was home and I was working on music and I swear I, I was working on for three or four hours and, uh, all of a sudden the time was just gone. Uh, I had only really worked on one song. I started futzing around with amp settings and all this kind of stuff. Something I learned in uh, recording class, which I always believed in this philosophy as far as recording goes, but uh, definitely really trying to focus on that is uh, getting the best performance with the best sound up front, trying not to use compression and EQ and all these different things in the back end to fix stuff, but just try to get the best possible sound. Uh, so I had already kind of applied some of that stuff on, on some of these sessions. And so I took off all the EQ and all the compression and everything like that, and then went back to some of these simulated amp settings. Um, and I'll be reamping all the guitar stuff and or retracking with actual amps uh, in the future, um, playing all the way through, as I said. Um, but yeah, interesting. It was kind of cool um, to kind of get lost in uh, working on some music uh, it's been a really long time since I've gotten in that zone of being able to do that. So, uh, it was good. And thank you again. Uh, like I said, for the feedback on that stuff, glad that seems like people are digging it. So that's cool. Um, and then also, uh, I know I mentioned last week that, uh, I was going to have a guest on Friday. Um, and it didn't work out and we bumped this week. So hopefully that'll go through tomorrow and there will be a new interview show for you to look forward to on Friday. I don't want to jinx myself. I don't even believe in jinxing, but my wife has me convinced that this is a thing. Uh, so I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, hopefully on Friday, there'll be a new interview show for you to look forward to. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, peace. That's this week's uh, Monday show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope it gave you something to think about. And uh, yeah, hopefully be back on Friday with an interview show. Give, give it my best shot. <laughs> As always, this show was uh, produced, edited, and hosted by myself. And the opening and closing theme show music were written and performed by Ethan Luck. You can check out Ethan at ethanluck.bandcamp.com and please do that. And uh, if you want to support the show financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash urban achiever. I appreciate your support. Uh, also, uh, you can do a one-time donation at urbanachievershow.com. You can connect with the show through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever your platform of choice at Urban Achiever PC. I do appreciate hearing from you. You can also email me directly anytime at billy at urbanachievershow.com. I will do my best to get back to you. And uh, if there's a delay... Uh, do not worry. I will get back to you. Um, all also should mention that uh, messages on Facebook, Instagram, and that kind of thing, I tend to miss. 
Um, so again, if you have something important to tell me, um, please email me at billy at urbanachievershow.com. All right, that's it for me. Please be good to each other. Hope you have a great week. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Um, we're in this together. Never forget that. Until next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you.